Uh, you're listening to an old episode of MGM. Sorry, guys. If you want to watch new stuff, go to patreon.com slash Metal Gear Mondays to support us, and we will, uh, uh, it'll fund our drinking problems to create more Metal Gear Mondays. And the cycle continues. This week on Metal Gear Mondays, Old Snake retires to South America. Ladies, gentlemen, boys, and girls, welcome to Metal Gear Mondays, the Metal Gear Solid book club style podcast where we cover all of the Metal Gear Solid games in chronological order from top to bottom, inside and out. And as always, I am your host, Alessio Summerfield, and this week I am joined by Isaac Lim. Um. <laughs> oh, oh, hi. Sam Wright. Dude. And this week we have a returning guest and a very, very special friend to the show, Nick Freda. Hello there. Nick. The only the only normal introduction. <laughs> Nick, uh, I think you might be the most attended guest. What do you oh, think? Wow. Do you think you are? I'm not sure. Uh, How many times have you been on this show? Do you know? Uh, maybe two or three. Three or four. I, five I or like... three or four. <laughs> two, three, or four. <laughs> do I hear or seven? I think currently it's probably Zach. I think you're right. Yeah, it's got to be Zach. Well, but no, but like Nick has had like full episodes where it's like, we've had an episode where it was like just me and Nick, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> That's true. That's, yeah, that's true. a good point. Anyway, we'll never know. Well, I'm, I'm happy to be here, folks. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Um, before we get super into it, Nick, uh, just as a refresher, because we have been kind of seeing more listeners these days than we have before, uh, do you mind refreshing people as to what you do uh, also podcast-related that they might know you from? Yeah, so we have... Uh Cameron Hill and I, we have a podcast called Grindcore, the RPG podcast, uh, and that is where we go deep diving into different RPGs. Uh, we've done games like Final Fantasy VII, Chrono Trigger. Uh, we're currently playing Deus Ex, uh, and so we just cover the narrative, gameplay, story structures. Uh, it's a lot of fun. I recommend giving it a listen. You can search for us on all of your favorite podcast places. So. Awesome. And the last yeah. episode that you, you guys put you out would. Had, uh, had the alumni. You guys are like an alumni Metal Gear Mondays show. <laughs> you guys had Zach and uh, Cameron That's and true. yourself. That's true. I said uh, you would recommend they give it a listen, but what I and the answer is yes, I would recommend <laughs> you give it a listen. <laughs> Thank you. We uh, we share guests between shows. Yeah. yeah, it's pretty good. It's like it's like a trade. we pass like we pass Zach around. Yeah, <laughs> we actually we all take off our hats and then put on other hats and just record mm-hmm. you guys' show like right after this. Yeah, one. <laughs> we we pass Zach around like a delicious bottle of Mountain Dew Pitch Black. Oh no! Oh, take sips, Sam. <sighs> okay, cool. Well, before we get into this week's topic, which is going to be Metal Gear Solid Four 
Act 2, Part 1. Um, there are a lot of numbers in there. Um, I did want to address two <laughs> quick things. Um, actually, three quick things because I'm super absent-minded. So uh, on the last episode, uh, we did our side op, which is traditionally our listener response episode. Um, there was a listener who responded to my response to their response. And I apologize, but I have totally shuffled things around and cannot figure out who you were or what you said. Um, but I did want to just say... Sorry. Um, <laughs> we also had a tweet from uh, I am mad as fuck, uh, a.k.a. at EBK underscore Lil underscore Matt, uh, who said, OMG, AC Summerfield, I wanted to tell you this before you all recorded MGM. You can remove slash activate the camo by shaking the controller. Hashtag pro tip emoji peace sign. Uh, so, yeah, holy shit. I, I hmm. didn't know that. I feel like I knew That's that so at some point, I but... I forgot it. I found that out on accident, actually, during this game, during this playthrough, Act 2, Part 1. And I will share with you where I discovered that on accident. Okay. Hopefully it's not a terrible accident. Uh, <laughs> I, feel like, I feel like it might be a mishap. Um, cool. Well, and the other thing, too, was in our Slack, um, and I guess I'm starting to make a name for myself for uh, taking a big-ass dump on Metal Gear Solid Five and... Propping propping Peace Walker up as, like, the bee's knees. Um, But Nick Ziegler uh, hit me up and said, LOL, Alessio's rant about Peace Walker. Uh, And then he said, my problem with that game is that it's fucking fantastic during the sneaking levels, but, like, somewhere around what feels like halfway through, it just becomes boss fights every other fucking level. And they're not very fun boys boys fights to boot. I think you meant boss fights. <laughs> boys fights. Uh, boys fights. And then uh, Zach shows up and says, even when you get what should be game-breaking weapons, helicopters can take up to 36 Stinger missiles. And uh, then Nick retorted with, seriously, all those things are way too spongy and doing it the stealthy way is damn near impossible. To which I responded, I'm down to kill my heroes. I'm open to reconsider. (laughs) It's been a second since I've played. So if anybody out there is vehemently opposed to Peace Walker, come on down. I'd love to swap words with you on the email or the Twitter. Um, It's not an open invitation for fighting. I just legitimately want to know what everybody else thinks. So. Also on Slack, really quick, Zach Davis, you can be on my dodgeball team anytime. Woo! So yeah, we got Zach's and Nick's for days on Slack. <laughs> so too many, many Zach's, too yeah. many Nick's. I'm just <laughs> too I'm, many cooks. I'm hoping for us to eventually have Zach from Deadly Premonition uh, as a <laughs> member of our Slack. Oh, uh, that that counts as two people, right? Yeah, that's true. Can oh, we? Shit. We'll start calling it the Zlack channel at some point, <laughs> but. Uh, anyway, sorry. Dad jokes abound, and I'm not even a pretty father. Good. It's pretty good. All right. So anyway, we, where we left off, we are in the midst of playing. No, what? No, no, no. What? Huh? The thing. The thing. My favorite segment. We can put it here. There, there. Cue it here. Falling in the dark with Isaac Lowe. I'm all about <laughs> I that. I felt I'm, so unsure I'm, about I'm, it. I'm like, all about those analog said- cues. If you guys could just keep those. <laughs> <laughs> keep those going. <laughs> <laughs> so Isaac, could you uh could you retort to Sam's request? Oh my gosh. What happened? Um how we get no, I'm trying to how, how Snake gets South America. Oh I get it. Um we hit some frogs and ran them over. 
And then what else did we do? Oh, we saw Meryl freak out. That was fun. Oh gosh. Um, I like how it wasn't we saw Meryl again. It's just we saw Meryl freak out. Yeah, I mean, it's she did. Yeah, there's no denying it. Cool. So Snake hit a frog and Meryl freaked out, and now we're in South America. <laughs> I have no I like idea it. how we got to South America. I like it. Well, we'll talk a little bit about that. All right. Well, so yeah, that was that was our patented handy dandy fumbling in the dark with Isaac Lim sketch. Um, I love it. But yeah, so essentially where we picked up uh, last, other than the side op, which was the last episode, the last two episodes proper, uh, we've been covering the beginnings of Metal Gear Solid 4. If you're just now tuning in and you want to listen to Metal Gear Solid 4 as a whole, uh, roll it back to like episode 52, I think. Um, And likewise, if you want to watch Metal Gear Solid 4 while we talk about Metal Gear Solid 4, um, you can go to youtube.com slash forever and astronaut, and there is a Metal Gear Mondays playlist. So you can actually watch it like it's a Let's Play with a podcast playing. Um, but yeah, so essentially where we left off, uh, we, uh, <laughs> got to watch Liquid, Ocelot, and Naomi, uh, wreak havoc on a bunch of people's noggins, and, uh, we're gonna figure out how the hell that happened. Um, and likewise, uh, Snake got extracted, and now we are on the Nomad. Uh, which can you guys? Does anybody know what the fuck the Nomad is? Is it just a big plane? I was never yeah, quite. It's just yeah, a it's big like jet. a aircraft carrier. Like it's a giant jet. And where'd they get that jet from? <laughs> I don't, I don't know. know. They got a huge budget. It seems like uh, I'm guessing it's like Campbell called in a favor or something. Mm. It's, it's almost it as if sense. the game's budget and philanthropy's <laughs> budget both got inflated at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. They spent it all on cutscenes and jets. <laughs> yeah, what you guys don't know is they actually had to buy the jet in order to render it in the game. Oh, uh, yeah. And, and build the studio that the jet could fit in. Yeah. Built in yeah. costs. Yep. But anyway, so we, 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 we see this little sort of uh, non sequitur mathematical sunny side up egg sequence again <laughs> um i that's a phrase i never thought i was gonna say yeah, yeah. Um, very concise just, i like yeah it. it's just how can i convey what's going on in as few of words as possible um but then right after that we see a framed photo of olga and we see the little girl from the pause menu um i love I love that the photo of Olga is clearly from one of the cutscenes in <laughs> Metal like Gear Solid. A, it's like a screenshot printout, like yeah. Xerox copy. And not only one of the cutscenes, like one of the cutscenes from the tanker when she was defo an enemy. Yeah, <laughs> I think it's where she's got her arms up and you can like see her armpit hair in Metal Gear Solid 2. Yeah. Well, why would like, you pick that? <laughs> well, yeah, it's like A, why wasn't it like a family photo? And B, how the fuck did they get the photo data from like the the uh, little rover that was flying over cipher. the tanker. Yeah, the yeah. cipher. Like, I don't understand. Was that like, what the, fu- okay. Maybe it was supposed to be like Snake's photo, but, you know, he had quite the uh, traumatic experience afterwards. I would be surprised if he still had that photo. 
Yeah, it's very yeah. or any of those photos because they were all digital, and I'm assuming his camera yeah. was destroyed when he drowned in the lake. But <laughs> he, uploaded them, he uploaded them to how? That's true. Anyway, all of that aside, um, I did want to. So I think it's safe for us to say it here. Um, Isaac, you did you picked up on who the fuck Sonny was from this moment? Yay or nay? Yeah, I, well, okay. I didn't know <laughs> who the, I appreciate the that. woman in the picture was. So, oh, you didn't know? Well, and also, you have to understand when I watched this uh, cutscene. Was it late at it night? It was like two in the morning. Were you really tired? <laughs> I, feel like, I feel like you do that every time. You're like, <laughs> I was like deliriously playing this in a fever dream. <laughs> <laughs> Did that happen? I don't know. Um, so I, I'm sorry if I have missing bits everywhere <laughs> and don't know. Hey, I just appreciate, uh, I appreciate the passion to the show to play exclusively <laughs> from like midnight to 3 a.m. Yeah. Do you have I like got. a blurring of the lines between these games in your dreams? Like, do you start to get them a little mixed up? <laughs> Maybe. I think we should turn this podcast episode into just an interview of how Isaac digests these games. Yeah. Isaac, Isaac plays the Metal Gear games on the Midnight Channel. Yeah. <laughs> Isaac says, uh, it's actually all been a character study, so this podcast has just been us observing Isaac over the course of the past mm-hmm. year. And uh, mm-hmm. you, Isaac, you're imagining Am I failing? all of this. Did I fail? Yeah. <sighs> anyway. Back to our regularly scheduled programming. But so now I know. <laughs> yeah, now you know. Um, Otacon and Snake look a little bummed. Um, I fucking love... You can see a bunch of little chibi digital Otacons on the, all the computer monitors around the room, <laughs> um, which made me very happy. Um, and it's it's the little Otacon from Metal Gear Solid 2, like the little, uh-uh-uh, you didn't say the magic word, <laughs> yeah. Otacon. Um, and then Sunny uh, reveals her name to be Sunny, so she's the little girl. Um, and like, fuck off if you think it's a spoiler that I just said that Olga's her mom. We're going to find <laughs> out in like 10 minutes. Um, but, uh, Sonny calls Hal, uh, Uncle Hal, and she sounds like she has a little bit of a speech impediment. I didn't remember that. Is that accurate mm. or am I just like misjudging the voice reading? No, she does. Okay. Um, I also picked up on the fact that Snake's a fucking asshole to her. <laughs> Have you guys? Yeah, like he really is. Asshole? Yeah, he like rejects the eggs that she's making, or he's right. just he, he's just to a jerk snakes, to her. To Snake's point, those eggs looked gross. Yeah, <laughs> they looked pretty rank. <laughs> Not At gonna... least like Snake is preparing her for the real world rejection. Otacon <laughs> was just like, "Yeah, they're really good." And she's like, "You didn't eat them." Yeah, like, yeah, pretending oh, no, to eat them. I I just want to I'm yeah. gonna I want to pitch a sitcom to like a network that's just like okay, two dads, Snake and Otacon, <laughs> and they have to raise that's a small great. girl. That's great. <laughs> Perfect. He, he's he's an asshole later in this episode too. He he can be. Yeah, he's, he's kind just of a, a dick. He he really is. Um, which kind of took me off guard because I I for whatever reason and I guess it's because Snake's gravelly voice and his like uh, charms with the ladies like made me think that Snake would be like, we have to take care of our future and just be like very kind to children, but he's kind of the opposite of that. Yeah, and he he's kind to pretty much everyone in the series, even when they're the enemies and they're dying. He's always talking to them. Uh, 
basically like they were honorable and giving them little pep talks about the values in life. Yeah. And all of that. Yeah. And like, then all of a sudden now he's a douche. Yeah. Like snakes are like a crying shoulder for like a serial killer psychopath in a gas mask. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if you're a little girl, <laughs> go fuck yourself. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, um, I found it really hard to pay attention to Snake and Otacon while I was able to drive the Mark II. Um, yeah. So f- for everyone who's unable to play or is like leaning on us to paint a vivid picture, um, essentially in the middle of any of these nomad kind of uh, briefing cutscenes, uh, I want to say from this point onward, um, you can kind of maneuver through a couple different things. So you can change the camera angle. Um, you can full screen the camera. Um, you can kind of peek on different parts of the nomad. Um, but you can also just like drive the metal gear mark two throughout the nomad during the cutscenes. There's and one, there's items to get. Yeah. And so there's one thing I wanted to ask real quick before we dive too far into that. I always thought you could drive the metal gear two, the metal gear mark two only in the, portion of the nomad sort of like where the where the back door can open and they can like drop vehicles down from you know like this little area that we're in with like the computers yeah but i was like yeah, no, you can climb upstairs yeah man. how the fuck do you do that oh i didn't you just kind of run either. into it mm. yeah, you just kind of like roll over to it and just like run into it and just kind of like it, it like automatically does it and it look it just looks like it's moving like really fast and it makes a bunch oh, of like, you must have to like really push into that stairway yeah, to make it happen you have to really be trying okay. to do it but you can get up there because i saw like because i was trying to make sure i didn't miss anything trying to do my due diligence for the show whenever i was going to talk about what items you could get but i read online that like i missed an item and i think it was like i mean it was something simple i think it was either like an ipod Just song noodles. or if it was noodles but like yeah you can take yeah. the mark ii into Sonny's little like living room area hmm. um some noodles up there, and you can see like she has a. They have like a PS3 sitting on the table, and you can just watch Sunny cook eggs if you want. And- a <laughs> <laughs> lot, a lot of product placement for the product we already own. Yeah, which yeah. makes no sense. <laughs> they were future proofing it for Twitch streams, but yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. <laughs> um, likewise, too. So the way that the uh, item unlocks work is kind of esoteric um you can pick up items that are kind of littered throughout the room but likewise you can get exclusive face camos and other goodies like i got the camera early um, Mm -hmm. by running the mark ii into characters that are in the scene um which Hmm. is really weird so like you literally just have to like brute force like slam the mark ii into people's shins (laughs) um and it's really weird that they don't acknowledge it at all yeah yeah so I don't. It's bizarre. And the thing, the thing that I wonder about it is because obviously the the cutscene is happening as you're doing this, so you can see you can change your screen so you can actually see the cutscene, and then you have the camera feed, and then you have the Mark II feed. And the question I have is who's steering this robot? I think because, I think the robot's going on his own probably there. Oh, like a patrol mode? Yeah. Well, and I mean Snake doesn't have the controller in his hand like you were saying, so I think. Yeah, I imagine the the robot can kind of do its own thing, like has an autopilot or something. We're, we're actually, like, throughout this whole game, we've actually just been playing as, like, this weird ghost consciousness that exists around the <laughs> scenes, and we're just possessing things when we play. <laughs> anyway, fan theories aside, um, did you guys notice that there's two teddy bears holding hands in the back of the plane if you, like, mm-hmm. duck through a little corner? No. Mm-hmm. It was weird. I think it was like right next to there's like a battery you can find, which so we need to I need to point this out. So it wasn't a vehicle like a car. There's a fucking helicopter housed inside of this <laughs> thing. 
Um, so essentially you're driving the little Mark II and you can drive around the helicopter that's inside the plane. Hmm. Uh, it's like a turducken of flying vehicles. Um, <laughs> but like behind the helicopter to the left, I think. So if you're facing the exit door, like the big open hatch to the left uh, behind a box, there's just like two teddy bears holding hands. And I was like, okay, <laughs> why is this here? Um, but yeah. So, and likewise too, to add to the douchebaggery of snake, uh, snake's whole excuse for not eating the eggs is like, he, he says, I'm watching my protein intake. And then Sonny snaps back with, but not your nicotine intake. Ooh, and I, I was just like, pretty yeah. Pretty <laughs> yeah. Also, I, another thing I noticed in this game uh, in regard to his cigarettes is, of course, they make him look really pitiful because he's really old. But even mm-hmm. his cigarettes are like all flaccid looking. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're all like every single one bent of them. And, yeah. yeah. For but, no reason, too. And it's even like a fresh cigarette. Yeah. So. Well, that's what he gets for having that soft pack. Because if you look at the item viewer, it's like not... I don't think it's a hard pack. I think it's like one of those little like soft packs that good old working class men roll up in their sleeves when they're trying to look like Bruce Springsteen. Um, (laughs) But yeah, so I don't know. But I think, yeah, that is really funny that every time you do see a cigarette in his hand, it's bent. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. So... And, like, throughout this act, I was definitely under the impression that, like, we just were never going to see Snake successfully smoke a cigarette because it feels like it's, like, a long-running joke. <laughs> like, throughout the yeah, whole game up yeah. until this point, he, like, only once manages to light a cigarette and then doesn't even get to smoke it. Yeah, it's pretty so, great. I was hoping they were going to run with that joke, like, uh, Charlie Chaplin style, like, throughout the whole game, but he does actually spoiler alert snake effectively smokes a cigarette later in the game <laughs> um, but yeah just to round everything off before we get into like the semantics of what's actually going on there is a metal gear rex model on Otacon's desk which i thought was neat um especially considering nice. that he's the guy who made it um and uh there's a zone of the enders second runner desktop wallpaper of dingo egret um as well as a police knots one on uh Otacon's computer monitors um and i did want to take this time to mention that after metal gear solid 4 to at some point i do want to play zone of the enders 2 for the show so if you've been waiting for that name was fucking dingo yeah dingo egret uh (laughs) but anyway so yeah we will play uh zoe 2 and police knots eventually for the show so anyway nice but yeah so uh some stuff happens here some people are talking about stuff um did I don't know if you guys followed this logic, but for everybody at home, before we get into what the fuck is going on, uh, Otacon claims that he somehow obtained a video from Naomi, um, and in this video she mentions Fox Die and uh, the SOP system uh, is sort of being related, um, and she can help you defeat Liquid or like stop his plan if you save her in South America. Um, but the way that this video is discovered is what's weird to me so apparently Otacon received some random soliton radar imaging files from shadow moses um and i think he said he got them from mei ling um and then sunny shows up and goes almost like very tim and eric-esque like it's the 4d d 3d 3d d d3 um, she's like, it's the, f- <laughs> you gotta take that 4d audio and extract it from, and it's like, what the fuck is 4d audio? Like, what are you talking? Like the fourth <laughs> dimension is time. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? Um, but essentially they, I guess they took the audio files from the Soliton radar and 
extracted the data and reconfigured it to be a video, but why does the Soliton radar have audio files? I don't I'm understand. sorry, Alessio. I was I was too busy driving around the Mark II uh, to listen to everyone <laughs> do it, to what you were saying. No, I th- I honestly there's a there is so much exposition there just to tell you that you're going after Naomi in South America, and I think maybe That's, it's it's yeah. because they're giving you time to drive the little Mark II around. Uh, <laughs> like for real, I, it's it's really it it's it's a little bit much the the exposition here. Yeah, it's almost as if the game wasn't made. It was almost as if they didn't make the game and then attach cool shit to it. Metal Gear Solid 4 very much so feels like a game that was built to enable cool shit to happen and then the context was added after, if that makes sense. So it's like, in the same way that, like, further into the show we will discuss, like, how certain characters are reintroduced to the player. Like, it feels like, let's just make this character cool as shit. I don't care how we have to cram them in. You know what I mean? Right. It's, it's like, oh, it'd be fun to let him pilot a Metal Gear. Let's make and, the yeah, cut longer. A lot of padding. Yeah. So anyway, uh, long story short, uh, Roy chimes in once Sonny unveils how they got the video. Uh, Roy looks like he's calling from Trump's front desk at the Mar-a-Lago. <laughs> Um, <laughs> or like the Psychomantis boss arena from MGS yeah, One. Like I yeah. was real confused. I was like, "Where the fuck are you, Roy?" <laughs> um, and then a random black-haired woman crosses the frame behind Roy, mm. and I was like, "Who that? Hmm. Who that?" Because there's only there's hmm. only five people in the Metal Gear universe, so we yeah. know it's got to be somebody we know. <laughs> it's either somebody we know or somebody's kid that we know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. But uh, essentially, Roy jumps in and he starts telling us about a PMC. Uh, okay, and I'm trying to figure out if I misheard this. I heard it's a PMC group operating under Outer Haven. Is Outer Haven name dropped this early in the game, or did I mishear something? Hmm. Did anybody else notice that at all? Uh, I know that's like really granular. I, I don't didn't. recall hearing Elder Okay, Davis. so long story short, just so I can, like, contextualize what the fuck that is, without giving too much away, Outer Haven is, like, liquid ocelots, like, elite task force slash, like, base fixture. Uh, so, but, like, I don't know. I felt like I heard it here, which was weird. Um, and then the name of the PMC is, it's a French PMC, and it's, I'm pretty sure I misspelled this, but it's, like, uh, Pouvre... And I did not look up what that means or is, but their logo is like a skull with like octopus tentacles coming off of it. Um, yeah. So, yeah. It's creepy. Yeah, it's very weird. And I, I don't remember when it happens, but I feel like it's between this and the gameplay section where we see like an advertisement for the PMC. Oh, yeah. Hmm. Um, and like it's on just a billboard or something. No, it's like a video. It's like a bunch of women underwater, like in scuba diving outfits, like fighting oh, an octopus the, creature. It, isn't that at the very beginning? Oh, is that? Oh, yeah, that's right. That's before the the briefing. That was the, yeah, yeah, the yeah at the very beginning. Yeah. yeah, and I think that they're it, aren't like the tentacles like going through the skull or something like that. Yeah, it's kind of like a weird to me. It kind of reminded like the old Outer Heaven logo of the skull with the snake. Totally, uh, yeah. but it's like an octopus. Yeah. But yeah. I just looked it up, and he does apparently drop uh, name drop Outer Haven. Oh, okay. So well, there you go. So what the fuck? There is that it is. Haven? But yeah, 
Um, does anybody know what the name of that PMC translates to by any chance? I don't know if anybody mm-hmm. is willing to take a stab at Googling it while we're <laughs> in the midst of I this. Can, I can Google it. Somebody's it, silent it? keyboard. Um, but yeah, while while that gets Googled, um, Roy pretty much just parrots what Otacon had already said, which makes this yeah. whole which makes his whole phone in like very random as well. <laughs> when also here's the big thing that I was com- confused about. Roy chimes in as if he already knew. Like it's like he chimes in and he's like, "Yeah, Snake, those things that <laughs> yeah. Otacon said." And it's yeah. just like, "What were you fucking? Where listening? did you come like, from? What do you? Yeah. How do you know these things?" <laughs> yeah, it's very strange. Um, oh, and then they go through the same rigmarole. Like Roy's like, "I'll make sure you're a UN inspector when you go to South America." And I just wanted the characters to be like, "Roy, you can't keep using the same cover every time." <laughs> like, yeah. Uh, Snake's just looking for WMDs everywhere he goes. And and it's and he doesn't Snake is not dressed at all to look like a UN inspector. He's wearing yeah. his his octo camo and he's a like bandana. An old, yeah, he's an old man with a bandana and eye patch and arsenal of weapons and like a skin suit and he's yeah. like, Oh yeah, UN sent me, don't worry about it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. Um, so go ahead. Cuvia Armament Armament, I don't know, it stands for octopus armaments. Oh, okay, oh, cool. There you there go. You go. <laughs> That's what it means in English. So very simple. <laughs> very nice. Um, the woman that we saw before comes back to give Roy his meal. We hear her voice, and we see a very distinct type of flower on Roy's tray. Uh-oh. Um, we could probably just say it right here, can't we? Well, I want to say, before before we say it, I want to see if Isaac is No, yeah, that's, know, yeah, that's what I was doing. I know... Very, very sleepy. But I why you gotta do to this to me, Sam? Because it's fun. <laughs> Did you, yeah, that's part of the experience. Up on at this point in the game, had you picked up on who this person was yet? Because assuming that you played through all of it, you know who this person is now. But did you pick up on it early like that? We talking about who are we talking about? The this chicky babe dropping off food for Roy Campbell. Oh, Roy's um, lady. I did not know. I don't. I don't I, think I it would it be possible to because she doesn't look any. Unless you were just guessing from the characters, female characters stat. you know, because she doesn't look voice any, though. Like to me, it was like I had completely forgotten that this uh, was. Yeah, a I guess thing. you could hear that a little bit. And the moment she was like, "Here you go, Roy," I was like, <gasps> "Oh, I, I forgot that she speaks because she doesn't look anything like the yeah. graphic." Yeah, in the true. previous game, yeah, it was, Rose. Yeah, it's Rose. Yeah, you guys. <laughs> and they but, bone yeah. it. Oh no! Yeah, it's a real like. Uh, what's her name? Uh, never mind. The joke is gone. What was that porn star's name? The blonde one that died. That was like. Whoa! Pamela. No, the other one. Pamela <laughs> Anderson's still alive. Um, is she? Yeah. You're thinking. Oh, I'm thinking Anna Nicole. Thing, you're thinking of Anna Nicole yep, Smith. I was gonna say Anna Nicole yeah. Smith. Anyway, was um, she a porn star? Yeah, you yeah, didn't know dude. that? She was a Playboy lady. <laughs> I wouldn't call that porn. Oh, come on. Anyway. Um, but yes, Sonny is also on the security camera. Be very, very, very enthralled with how instant noodles work. So if you're <laughs> bored at the Roy Campbell cutscene, you can just full screen the security camera. Um, also, at the very end of this, since I got the camera, it like at the end of the cutscene, it prompts you, and it's like, you've collected the camera, and it gives you like a brief description. My mind was kind of blown, and I haven't done any any research into this, but it specifically states the camera has 1P first-person mode, and then it says it has a 2P mode 
what the fuck? Is that two-player mode? Like, can a second player use the camera? Oh, I know what it is. So basically, you can either do it from Snake's perspective, or you can go into the other mode, which is a picture of Snake. Uh, uh, like selfie so th- mode? Yeah, so like like I did that later. I think I posted it of him lying on a bed in the Vista Mansion oh, yeah. with all of the <laughs> magazines around him. <laughs> so, and, what was the I, and I was able to too? switch... Oh, uh, I don't remember. It was something like, I told you to stay out of my room, Mom. Yeah, 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 something <laughs> like that in the Vista Mansion. That's awesome. But yeah, so and then we're introduced to the title card, which is Act 2, Solid Sun. <laughs> my, my, my wife was in the room at this part, and she just started laughing and making <laughs> fun of the game. Every single time I'm playing and Kristen walks in the room, she's like, man, how does Snake move around with like his ass like that? <laughs> she's, she's always just oh, like, man. how does he maneuver with like a G-string on like that? <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's really prominent right when he gets to South, oh, yeah. South America, too. Yeah, Because yeah, he's doing the little humpy thing. He's that like crawl. Little hump, little how, is, crawl. how is that more effective than army crawling? I don't. I mean, I know that they have like a military. I I imagine like the military advisor who's just trolling Hideo Kojima (laughs) and just saying, "This is how we do it. This is how we do it." We just do do like a really bad worm. Yeah, you just rub your dick against the earth, (laughs) ass up. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah. So anyway, um. This is the first mention of the Patriots and the events from Metal Gear Solid 2 in any meaningful way since bef- mm. since that game, honestly, uh, which is real weird. So Snake's like hiding with some gerbils being eaten by snakes in the grass, <laughs> and we hear uh, a Kodak conversation between Snake and Roy, um, and uh, Roy essentially, or Snake essentially says, everything Solidus feared five years ago has come to pass, and they all talk about this like new Cold War between Liquid and the Patriots. And how Liquid's taking up Big Boss's dream of a world of constant fighting with no domination. Um, and Snake, however, steps in and he's just like, I'm going to take Liquid down because I, I believe in peace. I'm not like my dad. Um, and then Roy's like, Snake, that that's not how that works. If you take the system down, it's going to turn into like anarchy. It's not going to be peace. <laughs> um, and then Roy does like the old baby boomer dad thing to be like, well, peace is actually just equilibrium that's brought upon by the military. So you shouldn't <laughs> hate the military if you're a peaceful man. Um, and then snakes just like, fuck you, dad nah, and dog. surrogate dad. <laughs> yeah. This whole game is just like snake spatting at all of his father figures and being like, no, I want to do what I want to do. I'm an old man, but I'm also a young man. Yeah, I'm an old man with the heart of a youngin. Yeah. (laughs) This is an old man's young man's game. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, Snake really is the oldest young man, besides Benjamin Button. (laughs) Yeah. When I was your age, I looked like you. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, it's pretty good. But, yeah, and I'm also, like, it's at this point, too, where we're hearing about, like, Liquid's motivation, and we'll get into it later, but... Just Liquid's motivation of, like, Big Boss wanted a world of constant fighting. It's just like, no, dude, I played that stuff. That's not what he said. You're stupid. Um, <laughs> and just, like, I don't know. I just don't. I don't I don't understand why it's either got to be constant peace with no friction or 100% war zone all the time. Like, it seems like our characters are just, like, very harsh on the spectrum of, like, philosophies that they have. As opposed yeah. to just being like grounded and real, but 
Anyway, um, it's like one of my Japanese animes. Um, <laughs> but yeah, and so then we get another codec call. Um, I'm not sure if it's within a codec call or right after the previous <laughs> codec call. Um, but Otacon gives us the lowdown on the militia that's fighting the government PMCs, um, and Naomi's location is in the middle of the government compound that everybody's converging on. So hooray! Um, I will say also this- they kind of talk about how like. Mei Ling likes older men a little bit. Yeah, that was... And it came out of nowhere as well, yeah. I feel like. <laughs> do you guys <laughs> Do you guys think that at any point Snake was like, <laughs> I'm glad Absolutely. I look so old. <laughs> I'm, so, I'm so fucking loopy. Yeah. Yeah, Snake was like, I'll him, finally get it. He like perks it. up. His, like, his, his cigarette got real straight. <laughs> <laughs> yes, his mustache got very full in that moment. Yeah, but anyway, um, I will say this too, and I, I'm not trying to take like any sort of like political stance here, but I feel like the game is doing a very, the game is doing its best, I think, to try and make us feel compassionate and sympathetic, or at least snake for the militia every country we go to, mm-hmm. um, because like they don't tell you what the governments in these countries are doing, and they don't tell us why the militia are fighting these governments, which maybe is part of the whole discussion about like uh existential like bureaucracy controlling war so now nobody knows what the fuck we're fighting for anymore um but all of that aside it feels like the game is doing its best to position the militia as being sort of the ones being taken advantage of and brutally extinguished that maybe deserve a chance um and it seems like it happens in every country it's very weird it's like every country snake goes to he's like the everyman's buddy um i i think they're just like all the locals like fighting for their independence against like the pmcs or something but you don't know if they're bad or good yeah like you were saying so yeah it's like for all we know the pmcs are like no you can't rape kids and the militia are like no that's what we want to do and snake's like i'm with those guys Yeah, so I don't know, it's bad. But then Dr. Octopus shows up, which is pretty rad. Um, <laughs> and uh, and we see an old friend, uh, our good old... Oh, uh, what? So he's not a hermaphrodite, he's not transgender. Is he just bisexual? Is that what it was? Vamps bisexual? Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. yeah. Um, not to say that any of those things are equivocal with each other or that I'm making a blanket <laughs> statement about, like people that are queer in any way as being like all the same i just could not remember so i apologize um <laughs> but yeah so vamp shows up in his high polygonal uh high high fidelity <laughs> appearance yeah um, and his pretty yeah. style and trench coat yeah dude he he took a he looks like adam jensen yeah he does like, Vamp just looks like the protagonist from Deus Ex 3. Like, 100%. Like, if he had the little flip-out sunglasses that are built into his head, yeah. um, I wouldn't he's be able to differentiate. He's even got the facial hair. Yeah, exactly. Um, and he's even like, I didn't ask for this. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> I never asked for this. Yeah, but he does still have the bullet hole in his head, or the several mm-hmm. bullet holes in his head from Metal Gear Solid 2, which is pretty cool. Yeah. But anyway. I never asked for this. <laughs> that was pretty good. That was like Olga doing an Adam Jensen. <laughs> yeah. But, Kinda. They're close. Russia and Transylvania. Yeah. <laughs> that's true. Same thing. 
Good um, enough. But, uh, but anyway, so Laughing Octopus, not Dr. Octopus, uh, does this real creepy shit where she terrorizes the militiamen, but she's got Snake's face, which I was, yeah, like, real uncomfortable yeah. in. Yeah. Which I get what they were trying to do there, but, like, wouldn't this guy realize in his check to tell <laughs> yeah. his friends that actual snake doesn't have weird tentacles and also yeah wrists. why does he why did why is this plan even a thing like <laughs> clearly this is not snake he has a rack and <laughs> giant tentacles <laughs> yeah like dude's busting um and, and like, has like a robot body and yeah. the thing about it is like in the gameplay segments immediately following this cutscene, like the 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 resistance people the re, the re, rebels are held prisoner and you can you can eliminate the PMCs and free them and like immediately if you do that they're on your side so this plan it did not work even a little bit yeah it's super <laughs> weird I, yeah I don't get it at all um I will say this though I don't know if they're on your side unless you wear the militia garb because and we'll talk about it a little bit later but you can find the militia garb in this little town. Um, so I actually never didn't have that garb on whenever I was mm. around the militia. So I don't know. I, don't like, know. I was just, I was just wearing the regular suit. Oh, and they were fine yeah, with me you? Too. Yeah. As long as you save them and you're not killing them. Gotcha. So they were probably just like, oh, that dude clearly does not have double D's and octopus <laughs> tentacles. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's not the creepy old s- sexy robot man. <laughs> yeah. So that that's, just a, that's just a regular creepy not robot sexy man yeah, yeah. it was weird i felt I, I in that cut scene i had some very very questionable feelings about solid snake i think but yeah uh, yeah this is anyway. when i thought it was a, a nightmare for sure <laughs> isaac was like <laughs> what's happening i woke up at one th- yeah yeah <laughs> off well, playing it at 2 30 in the morning i'm sure you'll have lots of issues <laughs> like how does yeah. snake get there uh, how did he get to where he looks like that? <laughs> anyway. Oh, um, but yeah, so there's a, yet another codec call. Um, and Otacon is clearly pissed at Vamp, um, which by all intents and purposes he should be. Um, mm-hmm. But Otacon says, is he immortal? And Snake... Uh, well, and so there's going to be a trend of Otacon asking if he's immortal and then literally everybody else shutting Otacon down. Um, yeah. <laughs> but Snake's the first and he's like, this isn't some fantasy game. Um and so it's like, LOL, he, he's in a video game. He referenced a video game. <laughs> Good job. Thumbs I up. I mean, he's right. It isn't a fantasy yeah. game. It's a stealth game. So yeah. I'm it's a military it. man game. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, and then Mei-Ling gets mentioned again. And now, and this, yeah, this is when Snake asks how she's doing. And then Otacon yeah. does the whole, like... Doing pretty good. She likes some old man. Um, I'd fuck her. <laughs> like, yeah. Oh like, was, like, Whoa. It was pretty much, <laughs> that was the equivalent of their conversation. Was, hey, Mailing likes older guys. Would you fuck her? Yeah, I'd fuck her. Would you fuck her? Yeah, I'd fuck her. <laughs> yeah. It just goes back and forth. It's like the bro fist scene from the Tales from the Borderlands. Yeah. Uh, where it's just like, yeah, bro. Bro, 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 bro. The Mark II raises his hand. <laughs> Dude, that scene, that scene fucking kills me. Um, but anyway, so yeah, and I, it dawned on me why I completely forgot about that because right when Otacon mentioned the Missouri and Snake mentions it being a World War II ship, I pressed start to take notes and fucking skipped the codec because apparently start uh, pauses cutscenes, not codecs. Hachi. Yeah. So anyway, now we get to our final. We're finally to gameplay. So and I'm gonna let you guys take it from here. <laughs> uh, then I will well, let you know how I played. So is that is that where? Uh... Rosemary calls you too, or you get the call about. No, that's a little bit later. Okay. Yeah, it's later. 
sweet sweet rose. I can't sweet hear rosemary. rosemary and not think about my cat. So it's this real <laughs> weird situation. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, of Rosemary's baby, uh, which I think baby. is like, isn't kind it? Wasn't it their baby that gets taken or something? I can't remember. Well, I think we'll get into it later. But I think they definitely yeah. do reference like some weird shit with Rose's kid. Yeah. But yeah. So anyway, so we finally open up in this uh, gameplay section. And to me, like, this first zone felt a whole lot like Metal Gear Solid Five. Hmm. Uh, yeah, it really did. Um, it's very, this, is, this is a very open area with – because there's a lot of different paths. Mm-hmm. So it makes it feel like it's just almost a big open world area. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's uh, pretty through cool. Through the area. Yeah. Were you able to save the survivors? Um, yeah. Like, so there's – I uh, I didn't at first, and then I reloaded when I fucked up, and then yeah. I did. I don't know about you guys. Yeah, I did it's a good a... boy sneak job. <laughs> really, you're good kind boy of sneak like job. you only have like a limited time too, because they've got all of these guys, all these militia dudes, like laying face down, and you see. I think they shoot the first batch of them, and then they get another batch ready to go, and that's your chance to to save them. And I, it seems like in later areas, there's infinite. Of the militia is that? Yeah, I feel what like you guys experienced. I feel like cer- but in this area certain it's zones. Yeah, I feel like certain zones. Well, so yeah, I'd say the zone right after this, and then maybe the one right after that one. There's limited guys because, like, unless the militia get like completely wiped out, I think then the game like spawns a couple more. Um, but for the most part, I feel like it's not until you get to like the big battle zones, which is like the power station and the mansion. Um, that it's just like infinitely spawning militia for you. Yeah, yeah. Um, but they do a pretty good job of hiding it because, like, mm. honestly, the 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 fights are so tense that like you kind of don't realize. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So how'd you guys how'd you guys tackle this little this little village? Don't um, all don't all raise your hand at once. I'll go. <laughs> <laughs> so I actually, so from the cliff, I just kind of sniped him with my pistol, my uh, my Mark II pistol, knocked them all out, and then. What order did you shoot of, them in? Because I was gonna do that, and then I was like, no matter what order I shoot them in, they're gonna see each other. Um, I started with like the ones that were furthest away, and I just kind of like trained my thumbs to zero in on heads when <laughs> another one went down, and it. It, I mean, it worked for me. I feel like if you asked me to do it again, I probably couldn't do it again. But I did it the first time, and I was like, I am a god! So, and then Kanye West came on? Yeah. <laughs> Very nice. I play, I play this game at a French-ass restaurant. Hell yeah. <laughs> I feel like this is the point in the game in which I lamented the missing feature, which is like the bullet time slowdown alert from Metal Gear oh, Solid totally. 5. Yeah. Because <laughs> I was just so yeah. used to that in that game. So, like, Isaac, just to give you some context, in Metal Gear Solid 5, mm. when, you get, when you get spotted, um, it, like, slows down for, like, a second or two and lets you, like, figure out what you're going to do. Um, like, so it kind of, like, goes into bullet time where it's like, hey, you! And yeah. then, like, Snake can do whatever the fuck he wants to do. But You I have, just... like, a last last chance to, like, knock out the guy who saw you. Hmm. Um, so if you can, if you can get your, you know, your target reticle on him fast enough and knock him out, then it's, it's kind of cool. Or at mm-hmm. least I liked it. Some people thought it was cheap because you could actually go through the whole game, run through the game, just getting spotted. And if you were good enough, 
so and just knock them out count, when they see you. Those don't count as alerts, I guess, if you no. can get them in time? Uh, I don't think so. Yeah, I'm not so, sure. I know the harder huh. difficulties in 5 don't have that turned on. Right, you can switch it off, yeah. yeah, yeah. But I, I don't think, it doesn't, it does not count as an alert. I'm almost 100% sure of cool. that. That's One in five, too, if they spot you, you can just fucking tackle them, which is pretty great. <laughs> yeah. Like you don't yeah. even have to shoot them, you can just, like, run at them and dive on them, <laughs> which is pretty funny. They're like, hey, you are! Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, that's good. Isaac, how'd you, how'd you, how'd yeah. you slizzle um, through? So, I... I tried a couple ways of doing this. I didn't know you could save the militia guys. Um, I guess oh, I no. just took too long. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> All right, so the first little building in the f- the little shed, there's a guy, a sleepy boy there, just hanging out. He's crouched, but he's yeah, sleeping. he's looking at it's a play weird. <laughs> no, he's got hearts above his head. He's not. Sleeping. Oh, I thought it was. Yeah. I thought there was Z's. Nah, Eesh. baby. I walked into that. Sorry, dude. Ew. Um, <laughs> so I thought he was sleeping, but then um, he spotted me. So I guess that's what that his makes mom thought, up. too. <laughs> Jeremy. <laughs> um, Why is his name Jeremy? <laughs> because all because all masturbating boys named Jimmy and Jeremy. I yeah, said knock. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I, um, I died quite a few times here. Um and then I had enough of that and was like, I'm just going to sneak around these guys. Um, and that's what I did. And I let all the militia guys die, apparently. <laughs> Isaac left a bunch of grown men to be executed brutally. <laughs> I didn't know you could save them. Yeah. I guess it makes sense, but I just I figured it was built into the script that they would they were meant to die. Oh, no. Yeah, it's real Their fucked up, just too. like a... If if you get spotted at any point during this, like before they even come after you to find you, they just straight kill all the militia. Because mm, um, mm-hmm. I did, I I got really far through this doing the good like stealthy boy sneaks, um, <laughs> and then right before the because essentially what I did was I went around the outer uh, perimeter, so like I hugged left and just like like followed that left wall all the way around. Um, so by the time I got to like the front of the village, I was like, oh, cool. I got a clear shot on the two dudes that are murdering people. And then I guess some guy that was on patrol spotted me. And the minute he spotted me, they just like opened fire on all the militia guys first. And I was like, fuck. And that's when I reloaded. Yikes. Mm. Yeah. So they're pretty brutal. But Nick, how'd you, uh, how'd you deal? So I like. I laid down at the top of that little cliff area and took out the guys that were closest to uh, the militia members. Uh, and I, I was actually playing this lethally. I didn't really have Woo! enough patience. So uh, <laughs> I brought out the, the, the M4 or uh, whatever, the, whatever, what's, whatever that custom machine gun is that you always are starting with the mm-hmm. default. Mm-hmm. Um, so I took them out. Uh, and as many as I could, and I think they kind of figured out where I was, but then I hopped down and, like, hugged the... There's, like, a house to your left, like a big building, and I just waited around that corner. Um, and since I killed the guys that were close to the militia, they picked up the weapons, and then um, I noticed that, like, your camo index turns blue. You get, like, a bonus bump when there's militia fighting guys. Mm. So you get you actually have, like, a higher camo index. Uh, you're less likely to be spotted when there's, like, action going on. So then I creeped out around the corner uh, and took out... I'm pretty sure I saved a, some of them, but not all of them. Mm. Nice. Yeah, I... Uh... 
for whatever reason, I purchased the Mazda Nagant here, which is the uh, tranquilizing sniper, uh, but does not have a suppressor. Um, but I ended up not using it just because I, I bought it thinking it would help me see the guys in the distance easier. But then I was like, fuck, if I shoot this, they're all going to know where I'm at. Um, so I actually just like hopped down, like I said, and kind of wandered around. I will say this. I tranked everybody and let the hmm. militiamen go, which was cool. Cause they were all just like, yeah. And they like picked up the guns of the dudes on the ground, which is weird. Cause they thought <laughs> they were supposed to be ID locked. Yeah. <laughs> um, what's up with that? Yeah. That kind of defeated the purpose. <laughs> I don't know what's going on there. Um, but they all like ran out of there and I started just exploring. Cause it's like for, for people who don't have a visual this is almost like the like resident evil 4 village. totally totally yeah. yeah and i dig it i dig it a lot because of that because there's all this like verticality and like every building has an interior which is really cool um and you can kind of like snake around uh i didn't mean to make that pun i'm sorry i um, mean snake around <laughs> and do whatever you want to do um but i found like a little shed that had like the bdus for the militia um and they also had like dude there's a fucking like double barrel shotgun in one of the sheds and i was like hell nice. yeah um, and there are a couple other things, and I think there's some stuff like up top. Um, I know the Furies uh, song uh, from MGS3 yep. is an iPod song that you can find in here. Oh. Um, but I will say this. The tranquilizer does not last for very long, you guys. So while I was mm. doing my sneaky stealth to to get all the items and kind of like see what's going on, uh, dudes just started waking back up uh, mm, from yikes. the Mark II pistol. And I just like heard people like yawning and being like oh what am i doing here and i was just like oh shit so i just like jumped down and like literally sprinted through the town hoping that nobody was gonna see me and just like beelined it to get out of there but yeah that was Thanks. that was me how one thing one thing i noticed playing lethally too i think you get less money like i think i kept seeing like i got i was only getting 10 percent of the value so if you play lethally you're gonna be poor and I don't know if that's just like trying to balance out the difficulty. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you have to buy ammunition or something like that, well, maybe the guns are worth less when they're covered in blood. <laughs> <laughs> it's a cleaning fee. Yeah, well, I do. I do appreciate 90%. you guys taking a page from the Sam and Isaac school of stealth. Yeah. <laughs> so. There you go. Which this is the only not way stealthy at all. <laughs> Makes me wish I would have found that double-barreled shotgun. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, so I just want to throw this out there. Um, there is a shotgun that you can actually get trank rounds for, I discovered oh, yeah. later on. Nice. Um, yeah. That made me very happy. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Is it loud as shit, regardless? Um, I Probably. It's probably, yeah, and like, I think probably just it just bosses. stuns them, right? Yeah. I, I, I haven't used it yet because I'm planning on using it in the um, the boss battle cough cough but because i found the because i found the ammo right before that but i just wanted to throw that out there since you mentioned yeah shotgun nice but yeah so and then we come into this like little step farm where it's just like if you guys have seen like pictures of italy or like south america where it's like the sort of like step it looks like stairs but they've got like little harvest patches of, of mm. food mm-hmm. on each little step um, I was. Uh, this is where I got really infuriated with Snake's inability to climb a ledge as tall as his chin. Really annoying. Because he just really won't, he, he can't fucking do it. So like I, because you like you, like the PMCs. There are a couple PMCs that are there. So the militia that you freed, you can like escape with them, and they're just like wreaking havoc in the countryside. Just like anytime they see a PMC, they're just gonna shoot at him. So I got to use them as like a cover. Um, mm-hmm. 
And when you get here, there's like you have to go up, you have to go up the steps to go to where the militia are. But then you have to like go back down to like a little shed to get some items. But then you're locked from going back up. So I literally had to like go up, go down, and then run all the fucking way back to the beginning part, and then go back up again, which was frustrating. Yeah, it was lame. But yeah, Sam, what were you saying? I'm sorry. No, I was just gonna say he's old. Yeah, that's true. Too. <laughs> well, but there's like there's certain areas where he can climb up, and you have to like hit the prompt. It's mm-hmm. it's not very friendly at all, and it did, it it did get me caught several times because they just see me there and i'm sure snake looked like an idiot <laughs> just humping hump the step they're like we shouldn't shoot this old guy right he's yeah. a little lost yeah. <laughs> what are you doing with all those high-powered machine guns mr old man yeah and look at that ass <laughs> <laughs> would you just look at that ass <laughs> Come here, old man. <laughs> Sorry. No. Oh, it's gotten no. dark. Move on, Snake. Move on. Oh, God. Next segment, please. Thank but yeah, so, so Roy calls us and pretty much drops the bomb that it's Rose. Um, yeah. And uh, Rose is going to be our combat support. And also, it's weird. Roy kind of assumes that we need like a counselor for our mental care. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Which is weird. Um, yeah, he's real ham-handed with the way he handles this. He's like, oh, Snake, why don't you talk to a friend of mine to help you with your mental uh, problems? More than a friend. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so it's uh, it's Rose. We get info on her yeah. being in charge of Jack's files, um, yeah. which Snake... Yeah, it's weird to hear. It's so weird that Act 1 didn't fucking talk about any MGS2 and all of a sudden, everybody's just throwing around Jack's name like they're all best friends. <laughs> um, and so it's yeah. just like, what the fuck, man? Um, but anyway, so she's going to be our personal counselor on the mission. She's yeah. going to give us a little bit of... Uh, then we get a little bit, bit of background on mental care of soldiers past the millennium. So I guess they're talking about how like PTSD is a real thing, finally acknowledged by the mental care people. And uh, so, yeah, um, her codec number is 147... Point seven nine. I don't know if that's the same as it was from MGS2, but I do know that Roy's is the same that it's always been, which is like 140.85. Um, that's definitely an, a num- like that 147.79 has definitely been used before. I, I don't know if it's Rose's or not. Um, there's, there's also this weird thing that you can do with the female characters in the codec calls. Have you guys seen this with the PS3 no. controller? No, so, no. Oh, no. Yeah, I, know, I know exactly what it is. Yep. Oh, so yeah, no. if you shake if oh. you shake the controller, then their chest starts to bounce around oh. with the movement. Oh, of, it starts to look no. like a Team Ninja game in the codec. Why would you do that? Because it's Kojima. That's... That's that's like a level. That's a level too far. I think even for Kojima, like yeah, that's much. They really have to just accentuate that six six axis uh, feature. Well, now I'm wondering. There was a moment in the cutscene. There was a moment in the codec call when Rose was talking that I did notice her breast randomly jiggled. So I'm wondering if it's like I moved (laughs) my controller by accident. (laughs) Yeah, that's what it was. And and also like. she changes her shirt between calls. Like sometimes she's wearing like a like a turtleneck sweater or something, <laughs> and then she'll have like a low cut like V neck, and yeah. like just you. She's I don't, helping, I don't she's understand just so you your can, mental state. Yeah, just so I you can see so. how those how those balls bounce in different fabrics. Jiggle them out. No. But yeah, so Roy totally fucking married Rose, uh, yeah, which is weird. Which is weird. Like the way he explains it was like. 
Jack was gone, and one thing led to another. Oh, no. And well, here we are. <laughs> which makes and me, then... which makes me wonder: was it GW or Roy Campbell that said, "I saw Rose go into her apartment the other day"? Yeah, uh, yeah. That's. Awesome. I didn't want you to find out this way, but she was with another man. Turns well, out it was Roy. What, what was it that? What was it that Meryl got mad at? her dad for didn't he like i think that was on his... why i think that was why oh, because like snake, you know. yeah. snake proceeds to chastise him for the exact same thing that meryl was like upset about and, he, and he's and he's like meryl was right you are a pig and then roy, <laughs> and then roy doesn't even respond he said he said Wait. i just want that sound by it, the way that you just said it <laughs> <laughs> cue cue me saying that here meryl was right you are a pig <laughs> Thank just you, like, Sam. You're but, welcome. No, you I just I, like those analog cues. Well, and it's super. So, a, it's out of character for Snake. Um, <laughs> B, it feels real shitty that Snake's just like, "Hey, Roy, completely out of context." But your daughter told me she thinks you're a piece of shit, and it's just like, I don't know if any of this has any place here right now, you guys. No, and he's no. not really. We're and, in the middle of a mission in South yeah. America, and you guys are talking about who's fucking who. Yeah, Snake's playing girl talk. Is, like, what's going? Yeah, on? Yeah, exactly. Is, not, and it's like Roy's. Roy's like, well, there's only three women in this universe. What do you expect me to do? <laughs> Olga's dead. All right. <laughs> yeah, that was. She was my first choice. The whole thing I love is that like, armpit hair. The whole thing is like he's not really even worried about Meryl thinking that he's a pig so much because Snake says that and Roy's like, wait, Meryl, Meryl mentioned me. Yeah, yeah. He's like, wait, Meryl said my name. What's Mei Ling saying about me? <laughs> By the way, would you fuck her, Snake? And Snake, and then Otacon comes on, and he's like, I know, right? And Roy's like, and Roy's like I did. Oh, no. She's pregnant with my Roy baby. Yeah. I'm married to gross, her. Gross. We all gross. live Why in Utah. Why did you have to say Roy baby? Why did you have to say Roy baby? Oh, my God, no. It's a sweet baby Roy. <laughs> sweet baby Roy's barbecue Sweet sauce. barbecue sauce. Oh, no. Ooh. Anyway, so Jack gets mentioned. They name Foxhound, like, specifically by name. Snake's like, Jack, you mean Raiden? Um, and Roy's like, yeah, we lost all trace of him. He just kind of went out to get some milk from the supermarket and never came back. <laughs> Which, yeah. honestly, is kind of what he did. Yeah. Um, as we learn a little bit later. Yeah, but then also, all of before a sudden... we move on, before we oh, move on too far really quick, I just want to throw this out there that Rose definitely has a let me talk to the manager haircut. <laughs> Ah. <laughs> I just want to throw that out there. Rose has a real like Tegan and Sarah haircut going on, because yeah. um, she's so jealous. Anyway, yeah. um, so Snake then all of a sudden dives into this like side story of like Jack saves Sonny from the Patriots, and it's like hold the fucking phone. Like, there's <laughs> there's a lot going on in that sentence. You guys can't just like throw that out there and then move on, right? Because it's like, what, what, why, how, where, when, <laughs> double it back. Like, what the fuck? Um, can I play that? Like, what's happening? Um, so I don't know. But anyway, um, this is the thing that I was super upset about. I made I made a note about this. Okay. I guess we have to take all of Metal Gear Solid 2 at surface value now, canon, yep. because every fucking character is deciding to just play the straight man. Um, and it's super un- like that is the unfortunate consequence of making yeah. a sequel to MGS two, because yeah. like now all of our really neat interpretive, intricate 
ideas are now just stupid canon timeline fodder. Um, So I feel like, I mean, we can still read into the game what we read into it, which is fine. Um, But it just really makes me upset that the game's characters now are like canonically like, nope, everything that happened happened just like it happened. Like no room for anything interesting at all. Mm-hmm. So that sucks. That's an unfortunate side effect, but it's still a good game, so it's okay. But it's also heartbreaking. <laughs> mm-hmm. So anyway, it's almost like um, it's interesting, Nick, that you're covering uh, the original Deus Ex, where Invisible War did like an amalgamation of all the endings from the first game. Yeah, because all three into one. Yeah, because that's kind of what's happening here. I think because like totally. Like, we'll discover kind of later on that it's not necessarily all face value stuff, but it's like they almost kind of took surface-level MGS2 and fan interpretation MGS2 and just, like, smashed it together, and they were like, <laughs> yeah, here you yeah. go. So, anyway. Yeah, the whole, like, simulation theories are out the window, though. Like, yeah. that was, like, one of the coolest things about Metal Gear Solid 2, like you were talking about. Yeah. So, unfortunate, but... Anyway, post-Kodak, we're back in South America, Cove Valley Village, which is what the title card says. Um, I was just tranking dudes and tranking gerbils left and right. Um, <laughs> are they gerbils or hamsters or guinea pigs? What the fuck are those things? I don't even know. Uh, I don't know. They, they look come like up guinea pigs. Yeah, they come Probably up. guinea pigs. They come up later in part two of Act Two, um, and they're like in droves. Like there's like twenty of them, yeah. and they're like. And it's super funny. <laughs> Are they the poison ones from uh, Metal Gear 2? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> but, yeah. And I will say this, too, just in the sake of transparency. Uh, at this point, my quest of not being spotted started getting quite frustrating. Because uh, I would, like, round a corner after, like, successfully doing the whole zone. And then some asshole would be like, Hey, who's that guy? And the alert would come on, and I'd just be like, God damn it. So I did get to a point, I think two points in this, and we can talk about it in part two, but where I just completely said fuck it with, like, avoiding the alert. But, yeah. So we end up at the power station. Um, we get a codec call from 141.80, and it's from a very familiar voice. Hmm. Sounds kind of blonde and whiny. Hmm. <laughs> Uh, like if mysterious. I had to pick a, pick a characteristic of this voice, it sounds kind of blonde and whiny. Yeah, <laughs> it sounds a little... Uh, so- sounds like a node. <laughs> I mean, a nerd. A nerd. A nerd. Did you say nerd? <laughs> uh, but old Quentin Flynn's back. Um, so Snake literally just says, Jack. And then the voice is like, Jack is dead. Um but, Also, there's an ambush ahead. Be careful. <laughs> yeah, all, yeah. Also, I'm just the cyborg ninja. But yeah. without voice modulation. There's guys there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, way less way less cool than MGS two. There's guys games. there. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> That'll be the that's the catchphrase for this season. <laughs> There's there guys go. there. There's guys there. But yeah. <laughs> so scared. <laughs> What are you doing here? <laughs> um, <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so we get tasked with a pretty cool set piece. I think this is like actually one of my favorite set pieces in the game. Um, and this is obvious. This is where I threw in the towel with getting spotted because I, I made it literally to 
the end of the zone and then got spotted walking in a door. And I was like, fuck <laughs> this. I'm not replaying all of that. So, but essentially what it is, so I'd love to hear how you guys tackled it, but I do want to like set the scene. Um, we're in South America, obviously, and we just like rounded this little corner and it's opened up to this like big field. Um, so we came out of these little foothills into this big clearing and in the middle of the clearing, there's like a power plant. Um, and the PMCs have like holed up at the power plant. They've like put down their little like callops or whatever the hell they're called, uh, cow traps or whatever. Um, and they've set up like machine gun turrets and there's like very clearly like mortars involved. Um, and there's just like dudes fucking everywhere and the militia are like, yeah, we're going to do it. So it's almost this like, you can choose to take it head on and almost have it be this like, uh, almost like Russian sort of like world war two storming moment where you're just like, fuck it. Let's just, ah, like let's all go together. That's Um, what I did. (laughs) Um, Or you can go around. There's like a little mountain pass that you can go around through the side where it's kind of like you having to sneak through a couple dudes, but you don't have to sneak through like the main conflict. And so most of the PMC guys are like distracted by the militia that are storming head on. So you can kind of sneak through. There's like a little creek and some other stuff, and you can kind of sneak through. But no matter what, if you choose the alternate route through the mountain pass, um, you will eventually get to the point where there's like vehicles and shit, like all sitting right where you need to go. So it is a little trickier to maneuver that way. So I don't know. I'd be curious to hear how you guys tackled this scenario. Yeah, I definitely yeah, went yeah, yeah. into the. Uh, I went into the power station shut it down and then the militia won um is that this area that you're talking about yeah you're talking about yeah 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 yeah. um but i still felt like there was vehicles and a bunch of guys that way too oh gotcha so you went head on or through the little like side passage yeah i killed so many people (laughs) (laughs) just and there was and there's infinite guys coming until you actually shut that thing down they just keep popping out of the door there it's like a clown car Oh, that's weird. Huh. Yeah. It must be because if you were alerted, I wonder if that's why. Because when I I came up through the little mountain pass, um, I was tranking guys. And by the time I tranked, like, the fourth or fifth guy on the power plant, um, I just heard militiamen, like, screaming victory and just, like, storming the place. (laughs) And I could be mixing this up with the area that's, like, just a little bit later because they're kind of similar to some degree. Mm Mm-hmm. What about you, Sam? It sounds like you went head on, applied yeah, directly to the forehead. On. Yeah, I was about to thank you. Oh, my God, I love you so much. That was the exact same joke I was going to make. I went so head on, I applied it directly to my forehead. I just went in guns blazing. Actually, so not really guns blazing. I did a little bit of, like, both. And I used the hold-up mechanic a lot and, like, patted down dudes. And I discovered that if dick, you pat dick down. Touch. Yeah, if you pat a dude down enough times, he gives you a triangle prompt. And if you press triangle while you're patting him down, Snake will just squeeze the guy's ball so hard that he passes out. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah, yep. it's pretty brutal, but it's funny. It's Tactical like, espionage action. Yeah. In the palm of my hand. Mm-hmm. Oh he's, just checking for, he's just checking for cancer, bro. Yeah, he's checking oh, for lumps, man. man. Come on. Yeah. It's a public service. Yeah. <laughs> did a lot of sneaking and a little bit of shooting and a lot of bit of ball squeezing. And, um, and moving help, on. All in a day's help. work. Help them clear out the area, and I love that. Like when you clear the area out, 
like they start cheering and celebrating and they go we did it and there's like fireworks and clapping and cheering in the background yeah, like it gets intense yeah, all right <laughs> <laughs> sure yeah, uh, I guess I was being stupid and like running in circles or like checking all the nooks and crannies in the power plant. Um, and I think I must have like accidentally like hit one of the militiamen with the door that opened because like they oh. went from celebrating and be like, "Yeah, we fucking did it," to like me running out of the power plant and one of them going, "What? Who are? What are you doing here?" And I was like, "What?" And he was just like, "What?" And then I just like ran, but like all the all the celebrating just like subsided immediately. Like, they're just like, "Who's that idiot? What's going on?" And I was just like, "I'm sorry, guys. Go back to celebrating." Yeah, <laughs> oh, <laughs> I went no. to some little explosions. There's a couple things inside the power station. There's um, there's a rifle scope up top, and then oh, yeah. I found I found a uh, I don't remember what it was. It was a sleep sleep gas satchel. A sleep? <laughs> it was a sleep gas satchel, <laughs> and it's like a it's like a it's like a sleep grenade, but it's like remote control, so you can drop it and control the satchel, it man. Off. As you do with satchels, it's called the sleep gas satchel. Sleep yeah, Isaac, what'd you do? Yes. How'd you do it? So I had when, the when probably did you the do it? Um This one I did at a reasonable hour. I I remember this part. Did you it was twelve thirty PM on a Sunday <laughs> afternoon. <laughs> Isaac was well rested. Wide awake. Um no, this part was kind of mundane. I kind of didn't do what you guys did. I guess I went around completely. Um Oh, that's what I did. Oh, okay, cool. Um, sweet. Yeah. But, yeah, I didn't have to fight anybody. I just kind of, like, snuck around, and then I heard them celebrating, and then I got to the cuts next, the next cutscene. Um, so I was like, all right, I guess. Isaac's, like, in the corner flipping through the emotion magazine, and then he just hears, like, we did it! <laughs> I was I like, I, I feel like I have to go through that building, because I heard them say, we gotta shut down the power! Um, I was like, okay, I guess I got to go with them. So I was going to sneak around to the back, which I thought was um, a good idea. And then it just triggered a cutscene. So um, that was, yep. Congratulations. Thanks. A, a stealth Bless boy you. is you. Very good. So, yeah, then we get a cutscene where uh, Snake is sneaking behind. He, Snake's trying to sneak a smoke behind a striker. Um, just to have the skin monkey snatch it away and start mm. skin it monkey. instead. Just oh. get fucking a, the skin monkey addicted to cigarettes for shame. Immediately. Like, single yeah. puff, skin monkey's an addict. Also, yeah, re- yeah for, re- for really quick, like, I want to request from our listeners, if you think that skin monkey is also kind of cute, would you please write us and tell me this? And You're, help? We're not going to get any responses I, to that. But, yeah. Like, I just the people that were listening just, just tuned like, out. This is <laughs> <laughs> they unsubscribed. <laughs> this is like my this is like my my crusade against Canada for the first season of like the first like half of the show. Mm-hmm. This is like I just need somebody one person to validate me because I here, think he's kind of cute. Here come all the Canadians that weren't listening to us. They're like Skin Monkey's the best. Like those are <laughs> all the yeah. iTunes reviews in Canada. Hell yeah. But yeah, Skin Monkey trades Snake and Apple for a cigarette, which, uh, fair trade for Skin Monkey, I guess. Um, <laughs> and then Drebin shows up, and uh, we have this very long and dragged out cutscene about uh, the Beauty and the Beast Corps. Uh, B&B. B&B. And uh, 
Drebin admits to having tracked us with our nano machines that he injected mm. us with in the Middle East. Um, which kind of upset Snake, but he very quickly moves on, which, okay. Um, but essentially he tells us that the BMB squad, which is the Beauty and the Beast core, which is the weird women creatures that we saw in the Middle East, um, they've been ordered to eliminate Solid Snake on site. And then uh, Drebin takes a jab at Solid Snake, and he's like, Solid Snake, I ain't seen him around. More like an old snake. And then the psyche meter goes down. That's old snake, proper noun, capital O. I love that. I love any of the cutscene jabs at Snake for being old and how they lower his meter. Um, which yeah. happens a lot uh, later on in this act, mm-hmm. actually, which is really funny. Um, but and then Snake is pretty flabbergasted that they're women. He's like, what do you yeah. mean they're women? <laughs> Ladies can do that. <laughs> um, but yeah, so it turns out that all the B&B unit are beautiful women underneath that have suffered a great trauma of war and post-traumatic battlefield damage. And so they got converted into war machines by who? The fuck knows. Um, and they're drop dead gorgeous. Yeah. And they're they're really just an excuse for Hideo Kojima to court these uh, Japanese models that yeah. they're yeah. using. And Western for, models. Uh, and Western models for their uh, for his motion capture studio. Yeah. So as you can as exhibit A, Hideo Kojima's Twitter, if you go through the photos, it's just a bunch of pervy shots of Hideo Kojima and beautiful women. I bet his I bet his wife hates him. Yeah. <laughs> his wife's just like, You fucking horny dog, you Yeah. But Yeah, one I will say this too, so there's this whole like, oh deep within there's a human inside, they're very fragile, but their bodies are can't be exposed to the outside so like somehow it's so weird somehow the game being like no women can fight too snake and they're ruthless they still somehow in the same breath incorporate but they're fragile beautiful little flowers that can't be damaged and it's like oh my god you were so close like you were so fucking close (laughs) like what did you what are you doing um and then on top of that too the thing that bothers me and we'll, we'll get into it as we meet these women more and more but like the trauma that they suffered to then become the beauty and the beast core it gets laughably insane like it's just like oh man like just being in war is traumatic enough but the game has to be like no she mutilated three million people with her bare teeth and a knuckle and like she was forced and to her fa- and they made her eat her family no no no, no. because this is uh, this is Neo Kojima she murdered three million people with her bare teeth and a moose knuckle yeah and it was like she had to sleep inside the corpse of a 12 year old nun like for yeah. three months like it's just like what the fuck are you talking about Oh dear lord! She kicks and, dogs to death on sight. <laughs> and like but, Sniper Wolf, Sniper Wolf was a pretty cool character who also had like a, the same situation of having like the traumatic background, right? Mm-hmm. So like, why did they have to go this route with all of this? Yeah, and it's so. like I I would almost much rather have like a strong independent woman with a traumatic background <laughs> who has a slightly revealing cleavage. Than yeah, kind of like, kind of like in a sniper rifle, like fortune a little bit. <laughs> yeah, I would almost fortune rather have that. Wolf. Yeah, than like 
this like war machine demon creature that on the inside is pretty much a naked woman who's screaming and it's like okay, okay. and they're pretty, really uh, every time i heard their story uh you know this it's very boring to me i really don't care because i they haven't really established them as a human being it's just yeah. a mm, monstrosity a yeah. i don't have any connection or care it's exactly. just a robot that has a gorgeous woman with a mental disorder inside of yeah. it. Yeah. What's yeah. not to and love? And then they tell me, <laughs> then they spend half an hour telling me their backstory. Yeah. yeah. And, anyway. then, and then Drebin, like, reinforces the fact that they've been, like, conditioned to believe that killing Snake will free them from their sorrow, <laughs> pain, and fury. Yeah. Wink, oh. wink, nudge, nudge. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, and then he gives us like their real names, and their real names are again like Laughing Octopus, Raging Raven, Crying Wolf, Screaming Mantis, and it's just like <laughs> these sound like Mega Man X boss titles, like <laughs> Snake Hound. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And then he refers to them as the Snake Hound Unit, which I don't know if it was a joke or if that's like actually canon that there was a Snake Hound Unit. But. I think this whole game is just like one big shark jump like, throughout the whole thing. <laughs> this is Sharknado Metal Gear Solid Edition. Yeah. Also, so so like getting into it a little bit further though, they start having a conversation about whether or not Drebin is part of the Patriots. Uh-huh. Um and he starts to say Lolly Lule Low and he stops and he says that he's no Patriot. Is this the first time in the series they've acknowledged that, that Lolly Lule Low is a speech restriction on people saying the Patriots? I, that's I the first so. I heard it. Yeah. When it's funny, too, because even Snake's like, you can say Patriot? And he gets, like, yeah. really stoked about it. <laughs> He's like, finally, yeah. I can talk to somebody. Because, like, it's just weird. Because they refer to, like, obviously they refer to him several times in the series as the Lolly Lule Low. And there's, like, a handful of people who can who say the Patriots. But I think this is the first time they've ever actually mentioned that, hey, some people with nanomachines, most people with nanomachines can't say Patriots. They have to say Lolly Lule Low. Yeah. And that was like, oh, they're just going to kind of throw this away in this cutscene? Okay. Yeah. Well, and it's like a weird form of censorship, I guess, because like, they don't want people to be talking about the Patriots. So they try and like mm-hmm. reinforce that that's not a thing. I don't know. Yeah. But, By using an, just another word for the Patriots that everybody will understand to be okay. the Patriots. Eventually. Yeah. yeah. Then it'll just be what? like, oh, the Lolly Lule Low are the bad guys. And it's like, yeah. oh, okay. <laughs> So I don't know. I do have a quick question. So if if the if the task force given the mission to kill Snake is called the Snake Hound unit mm-hmm. and I may have like severely misunderstood Metal Gear Solid 1's villains here. Does that mean that the Foxhound unit was put together to distinct to extinguish members of Fox? Mm, I I don't remember. I think that they were Foxhound, but they went rogue. I don't think that they were. Well, Alessio, think... I'm gonna I'm gonna but throw the... this out for you because uh-huh. I think that it's just and follow me on this. A box. Stupid. Shows over. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, but like no. So I get it. The Foxhound guys went rogue, but I think Foxhound existed because Foxhound got started after Fox. Oh yeah. Fox. So got turned into Foxhound, though. Is yeah, I think that's right. Okay. That sounds so, right And then me. these guys okay. splintered off of Foxhound. Gotcha. Yeah. That, was, that was the whole point of that. Because I was just thinking, like, if Snakehound is tasked with killing Snake, does that mean Foxhound was tasked with killing 
whoever the fuck was left from Fox, but that doesn't make any sense. Cause, if yeah. goose is the, if geese is the plural of goose, then why isn't meese the pearl of moose? Hell yeah. Is a rat a rat if he's inside a house or does he become a mouse when he's inside a house? You can't go to bed dead. All right. Sorry. Anyway. Um, but yeah, and then we also get some confirmation that AI Roy existed, um, in a flashback when they're talking about the Patriots, we straight up hear, uh, like sounds from AI Roy talking about the Patriots. Um, and uh, Drebin just straight out comes out and says the Patriots are no longer human, that they're just the law and the system that keeps the world in check. Drebin straight up says the Patriots are America um, and they are the war economy um, and that they are, uh, that like all the people that created them are probably like long gone and that the Patriots are just an AI now. Um, and yeah. the, I the, think that this is. I think he, Kojima did have this in mind, like in Metal Gear Solid 2. I think all of that stuff about... Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's the whole reason yeah. why at the end it's like, the Patriots have been dead for 100 years. And Over 100 like, years, yeah. Yeah. And information control. It's just a system, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I think that stuff was there. But I, again, I think it was like, here's the surface, but let's talk deeper, I guess. But yeah. and then they establish that there's three peripheral AIs and a core AI that ties them all together. Um, there's a discussion of and they use the word Haven a whole lot, kind of like they talked about DNA and memes and everything else in the other games a lot. Um, so I think Haven's <laughs> gonna be a big theme, you guys. Um, but yeah, so Drebin just keeps talking about like information ha- havens where people can like dip away from all the info control. Um, and that no Patriot access, uh, you can't, uh, access the Patriots from outside, allegedly. Um, mm-hmm. and then Drebin backs down on Snake's questioning and he's like, oh, I'm just a gun launderer. I don't know shit. Like right at the very end, which is like, what the, f- you can't know 90% of what you just told me and <laughs> then back out. Um, and then Snake gets kicked off of Drebin's little wagon, uh, and the skin monkey skin is monkey. now addicted to cigarettes. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, is trying yeah. to trade a can of soda for a cigarette, and and Snake is about to acquiesce, and yeah, Drebin's like nah, dude. Spe- speaking of being an asshole, he's like, yeah, he's like reaching out. He's like really close to giving that monkey the cigarette. Like, what a jerk! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like Snake's Snake's kinder to Skin Monkey than he is to Sonny. <laughs> let's talk. Yeah, let's is that just... is that kindness though? <laughs> Hey, in snakes, in snakes, uh, Alzheimer's ridden mind. It is. I wish yeah. this was like at the end they just reveal and like I'm not trying to poke fun at people with Alzheimer's, but it'd be funny as fuck if at the end they revealed that like snakes just been having like a weird hallucination in a nursing home this whole time. <laughs> oh man. oh my gosh! But yeah. sorry. Anyway, so to wrap <laughs> things up about gameplay wise, before we dip into the final parts of the show, uh, well, we got we got one more like story beat. Yeah, no, that's After what I'm saying. This. Yeah, that's oh, what I'm gotcha, saying. Gotcha. Um, so we're in this little confinement facility uh, just before this mansion. Um, and in this little zone, this little pocket <laughs> zone, we get a codec call from Jack again. Um, and then Jack's like, my name's not Jack, it's Raiden. And Snake's like, oh, Jack okay. Jack is dead. Um, and uh, Raiden just says that he's been on a mission finding something for someone. Um and then it's really weird. He could have been like, oh, I'm finding something for somebody. And Snake's like, what? And he's like, talk to you later. But no. I'll tell you in Act 4. Yeah, no. But he's like, I'll tell you, he's like, I'll tell you right now. He's like, I'm trying to find Big Boss's body for Big Mama. And it's like, what? 
Um, in order to get <laughs> like, Sonny's location, which didn't make any sense, he's like, I need Big Boss's body for Big Mama to get Sonny's location. And I just wanted Snake to be like, Sonny's with me, dude. Like, what are you talking about? Yeah. <laughs> and he uses he uses a code word, like a different language for Big Mama for Mark no reason. Kapu- he's like, I'm looking for Hakuna Matata. <laughs> well, no, because like, I get, uh, that's the name for her in like Europe, like that Eastern European language that they use. That's her name. And then Snake translates it to Big Mama. And then yeah, they never yeah. say machkapluku ever again. <laughs> Hakuna Matata. The Big Mama <laughs> that they're referring to is, in fact, the Martin Boom Lawrence that. character, Big Mama's house. <laughs> oh, excellent. Um, but yeah, and then Snake's a I little that was Tyler snitch. Perry for some reason. Yeah. Snake, <laughs> Snake is a little snitch. Like, if you were suspect that Snake was a little snitch when he told Roy about Meryl... Snake's about to double down on that shit. And I guess Snake's like, oh, I'm not going to live forever. I don't give a shit who I tell things to people. <laughs> yeah. Like, immediately uh, switches rec- to Rose's wrecker. codec. <laughs> yeah, he's like, hey, Rose, talking to your ex-BFF over here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hope this doesn't hurt your feelings or anything. <laughs> yeah, I guess Snake's just a dick to everybody, actually. Yeah, he really is. But yeah, you Cr- find out that, like, Jack lost his mind and left before their kid was born. Um, and... Rose is kind of scared of him now because he would just get drunk all the time um, and does not want Snake to tell him that she is on this mission. And I kind of half expected it to switch back to Ryan and be like, hey, Rose is on this mission. <laughs> hey, I got, do you, do you, hey, is it okay if I merge the calls real quick? <laughs> but yeah, I yeah, it's weird. Well, and it's so and we get the weird so we can we can kind of get the weird sense that like. Jack clearly left for a purpose, but Rose is also saying that he was, like, becoming a deadbeat. Um, So, like, we don't really know what's the correct story. Um, And it seems almost as if Jack just got cold feet. And he's like, I don't want to be a dad. I'm going to go travel the world and be Jack Kerouac. Um, So, yeah, I don't know. And that's pretty much where we leave off, because right after this, we entered the mansion perimeter. And that is where... We are going to begin our next episode. So do you guys have any final... Nick, do you have any final say on the mess of events that just happened? It's been a wild ride. Yep. Yeah, way, there's way more expo dump at the beginning of this act than at the beginning of Act 1. It's yeah. it's a lot. I really feel like there's not very much gameplay in this section at all. Like, it's just yeah, mostly uh, cutscenes and stuff. I think it says a lot whenever, like, not even a speed run, but so, like, Ben uh, Ben Garibaldi-Smith, who is playing along with the show, just recently fucking aced the game on Big Boss, uh, or the Boss hard mode, or whatever, like, the most intense hard mode. He just got, like, zero everything, like, zero alert, zero continue, zero everything, just, like, destroyed this game. Um, and his playtime was three hours and 20 minutes. Jesus. So it's like, if you can skip every cutscene in the game, the game's fucking three and a half hours. Um, so I think that's like, I think it's a point of evidence towards what you're saying, Nick. Yeah. Can I, can I throw something out that kind of creeps into the next episode since I'm not going to be here? Yeah, go ahead. So like when you go into the next section, cause you're, you're about to attack the palace. You, there's a cut scene at one point, like a very short one where the rebels bring in a bulldozer and I was uh, like, war dozers the shit. Yeah a war dozer and i was looking at i was like that historically has not gone well for you guys in the past because the last time they used a war dozer the beauty and the beast unit wrecked them. <laughs> so 
I was very concerned for these guys. Yeah. Dude, you can't bring the war dozer and then expect to back down. You got to go hard if you're rolling yeah, in dude. with the war dozer. Yeah, dude. One thing I was really disappointed about is at the very beginning of when you're heading to South America, they talked about Snake having to go in on a 4 by 4 and I wanted to see that part of the game. <laughs> Him riding around play that part of the game. Through the jungle. That would have been badass. So. They just like paid a random dude to drive him around. <laughs> just yeah. driving around on a quad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah. But there's like yeah, he's, it's like dumb and dumber though. He there's two guys, his driver, and he's just uh, having to straddle the other guy. That'd be amazing. He's stuck in the middle and they're just like, You wanna hear the most annoying sound in the world? <laughs> and the snake's just no, like no. You wanna hear the most annoying yeah. sound in the world? Yeah. Did you say nerd? <laughs> <laughs> Mock C ing C sorry. Um that's a family favorite, you guys. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, that's been our show um for this episode. Uh as Sam alluded to, next episode we will actually be having a Ben Garibaldi Smith, um, and he will be joined by me and Isaac. And we will be discussing part two of Act Two, as well as uh, doubling down and also recording listener responses on the same uh, night, so same day. So if you guys are listening to this and you have Act Two thoughts, be sure to email those to contact at foreverinastronaut.com or uh, post it as a message to our Facebook page uh, before next Thursday, which I am slipping on the date of what that would be. What's today? The 16th? be like April 3rd. Is that right? Something. Anyway, the Thursday that you are listening to this. So you have like four days from which you are listening to this to get us your notes. Um, but yeah, due to time zone differences, Sam won't be able to join us. And me and Isaac will be recording with Ben at 1 p.m. Central uh, so that Ben doesn't have to be talking to us at 3 in the morning his time. Um, but yeah, so that will be next episode. Um, and then... Uh, after that, uh, like I said, will be our listener response episode. So it'll be fun. Sam, uh, will be joining us back again in act four. Is that right? Three, Sam? three, because we we're going to work out how we we're going to do that. Cause three is kind of oh, my favorite that's act. right. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. So never mind. He'll be back in act three. Um, in which we'll be joined by Patrick Smith. Hooray. So we got double UK guests on the show. It'll be fun. Um, so yeah. It'll be good. Um, Nick, it was a pleasure having you. Uh, where can people find you online? Good, sir. Thanks for having me. Uh, you can find me at Grindcore, the RPG podcast, if you search for it on Facebook or you can or iTunes or SoundCloud, all those. Um, or email me at grindcorerpg at gmail.com. Sweet. Sam, where can people find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter um, at Sanjul, S-A-N-J-U-U-L. Um, also, I finally started a podcast. <laughs> yeah, you did. <laughs> yeah, you can um, you can go on um, fromanothermother.podbean.com or find... <laughs> yeah. I like or everything can... to do with that URL. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the Podbean really Yeah, it really, it. it really pops. That's where I host it. Um, you can subscribe to the RSS feed there. But the podcast is called From Another Mother. Um, it's just kind of like a free-flowing conversation I have with my friend Jeff who I've known for about 12 years. Um, I think it's funny. Um, and it's just kind of fun and like a personal, like friendship thing that I wanted to do with him and he wanted to do as well. So you can subscribe 
on iTunes, From Another Mother, or like I said, you can go to fromanothermother.podbean.com, which I also love as well. <laughs> awesome. Isaac, are you doing a podcast because everybody else is? Yeah, I'll be um, uh, recording one soon here in a bit with my dog. Nice. Isaac.biz. How to pet your dog. How to pet your dog, an informative guide. Mm. <laughs> the different ways. Very nice. There are. Um, yeah. And. Uh, there, that kind of reminds Like, I'm very sorry. I'm very sorry. Good. Good. But there's a video that reminded me how many different ways to pet a dog. There's a video on YouTube called 100, 100 Ways to Love a Cat, and it's a song. <laughs> It's it starts over there are one hundred ways to love a cat, one hundred loving ways, and then proceeds to do that a hundred times. And oh, no. Only ever made it to like thirty. Oh <laughs> Jesus! Oh jeez. Well, that nightmare aside, um, you can follow me at AC Summerfield on Twitter. Uh, if you're going to tweet about the show, please include hashtag Metal Gear Mondays um, so that I can find you. Because heads up, you guys, I have Hootsuite, and every time that hashtag gets tweeted, I see it. So if you want to talk about the show, uh, do hashtag Metal Gear Mondays or tweet at AC Summerfield. Um, besides that, we already kind of talked a little bit about it. I can't remember. No, actually, we didn't. Holy shit. Uh, Forever Nationaut, did we? Yes, probably. I don't know. Forever Nationaut. Uh, ForeverNationaut.com for all of our other podcasts. Uh, Patreon.com slash Forever Nationaut to get episodes a day early. Uh, leave a an iTunes rating or a review. That helps us a lot. Tell a friend. Uh, like us on Facebook. Uh, you can like Forever Nationaut or Metal Gear Mondays on Facebook. Um, we will be rolling out the official Dev Diary podcast with some star-studded guests. Um, starting first week of April, James Reichmuth hosts that show, and we'll be providing a video component that I'm going to be filming um, for each of those episodes. So it's going to be James conversating with a an indie game dev about what it's like to do that in a compelling way. So it's not going to be puff piece PR interview bullshit. It's going to be James asking some legitimately cool, genuine questions and getting some cool, genuine conversation started. Um, and you can also check out our comedy show, Waiting for Michael, where me and James just wait for Michael Ian Black. That's the show. Um, or you can go to <laughs> Nocturnal. You can check out Nocturnal Transmissions, which is uh, partially the Forever National uh, behind the scenes podcast, but it's also a. Uh, it's become formally a filmmaking podcast and digital media content creation podcast, where we have different guests come on and talk about. Uh, ways that you can make shit that you want to make and like what that means and what it is. Um, so it's pretty fun. Um, so if you have any, uh, uh, questions, uh, from filmmaking, podcasting, any of those perspectives, uh, we answer those on nocturnal transmissions. So there's a lot of cool stuff. So anyway, that's been the show. Um, Nick and Sam, both of you guys may be away from the show for a little bit from here on out. Less so it's just a box. All right, there we but, go. No, hey, don't <laughs> just get, fucking Sam's take this away Nick. from me. So Sam and How Nick, dare you? Done, you guys got to like, you guys got to like vocally Rochambeau yep. for it, or both say it at the same time. I thought it was like a Clint Eastwood quick draw. It was and good. It was you got it. Said it. You got first. it. You got. I'm gonna give it to Nick. Sorry, Sam. Um, how about how about no? It's just a box, <laughs> it's, and that's the end of the podcast. <laughs> how about this? You guys, you guys are gonna quick draw, starting now. 
Is this a box? Damn. I, I just want to let you know I, what a good sport I am. I wanted, <laughs> I wanted you to have it. Y'all go fuck yourself. So technically, <laughs> technically, Nick Nick shot first, and then Sam came back with the with the second fire. Well, with digital editing, we can make it look like we shot at the same time, so it's funny. That's true. But the you know the true fans will always know that Nick shot first. Yeah. That means there you that, go. That's right. This is Star Wars. Jake. That's right. You're Greedo, Sam. <laughs> Oh I like, no! I don't like this. Is racist somehow? <laughs> <laughs> it's All just right. a box. Just a box. Mm-hmm.